Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Consider this, will you? For the first time since January 6th, 1992, the Detroit Lions and their fans, the Pride, as they're called, are waking up after a playoff win. It has not happened in 32 years. A playoff win. If they even got to sleep last night, if they could even manage a couple hours shut-eye, after the adrenaline surge from watching the Lions survive, former quarterback Matthew Stafford and the Rams at a raucous Ford Field, a single point. It was a single point. And we will go through the twists and turns, but for the first time since the early 90s, I mean, the 90s are back, baby. Lions fans, you wake up victorious on a playoff Monday. Here we go. Goff works out of the gun. Second down and nine. Two minutes to go. There's Goff back, looking, looking, throws. It is caught. I'm in Ross St. Brown. First down. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. Jared Goff delivers against his former team. Now all they have to do is take a knee three times, and this game will be over. For the second time since 1957, for the first time since January 5th, 1992, these Detroit Lions are going to win a playoff game. Damn. Oh Detroit, my God. stand oh my God. up. You've waited for this. <laughs> One proud nation, stand up. You've waited for this. We play next Sunday back here at home, guys. Yeah. We got the winner of Tampa and Philly, which is tomorrow. We'll be here at 3 o'clock back at Ford Field because you guys earned it. Dude, how electric was it out there? I'm telling you what, it doesn't get any better. It's everything you dream of and then more. All right, that's outstanding work. Dan Campbell in the locker room addressing the Detroit Lions. When Jared Goff entered the locker room from his press responsibilities, this is what he heard. Jared Goff! I 
appreciate you guys more than you fucking know. I promise you that. I love you guys so fucking much. This is just the beginning, boys. This is just the fucking beginning. We got three more of these yeah. next week at home at our place against whoever the fuck wants to come in here. Let's go. We all three, one, two, three. Win. When was the last time you heard Jared Goff that fired up or that vulgar? <laughs> He's like against whoever the bleep wants to come in here. Wants to come in here. Let's go. Yeah. Win all three. One, two, three. Win. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I am thrilled for Detroit. Man, the storylines are amazing. The Packers without Aaron Rodgers. And we'll get to the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, what a banner day for the NFC North. The Lions, who are division champions for the first time in 30 years, and now finally, finally get the onus off their backs and win a playoff game against a quarterback who suffered through a few of those, but certainly was part of their futility for 12 years. And they booed him. I understand, but still, you booed him. <laughs> and then think about the other side, the AFC. We don't know the whole picture yet, but the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. In fact, you've got two of the youngest teams in the NFL that are still alive. Stunning weekend for a lot of reasons. And we're still not done. Supersized wildcard weekend. It's got urban sprawl. It continues with the Steelers in Buffalo. Now, that's coming up inside of 12 hours. No, I didn't want to do anything on my Monday except watch football. Uh, And that's followed by the Buccaneers and the Eagles. All right, so you've got another doubleheader on this Monday. Here's what we know about next weekend. We don't have the full picture, of course, but here's what we know. When the Lions say they're hosting, that is the truth. They don't know who. It's either Tampa or Philly. But it will be the earlier game on Sunday. Okay, so the Lions will host their divisional round at 3 o'clock Detroit time. That's 3 o'clock Eastern next Sunday. So they play on Sunday. Lions go a full week in between. We'll also have the Niners hosting the Packers, and that is your Saturday night game. Now, it's it's a 5:15 kick in the Bay Area. For the Packers, again, they get to get out of the snow. First they go to Dallas, now they'll go to San Francisco. It'll be a 7-15 start central time. So Niners and Packers is the late game. Texans is the early game on Saturday. They'll be on the road somewhere. <laughs> we don't know where yet. Right? So if the Let's see. They would be at the Bills, correct? If the Bills win... Interesting stuff. I love it. I love the fresh blood. All right. So, 4.30, These are Eastern times next Saturday. And then Sunday, we know the Lions play in the early game. We don't know the late game. So much yet to be decided. But back to the Lions. Back to their other quarterback, Jared Goff. Man, did they come out aggressive from the start. Right away, able to move the ball around. Right away, able to spread it out to a bunch of different receivers. They were mixing in pass and run. But something that stands out to me and has all season is that this team, this Lions team, finally has a run game that deserves respect. It finally has a run game that can help to keep defenses honest. 
And I think back to them drafting Jameer Gibbs and the surprise there, but coupling him with David Montgomery, the former Chicago Bear. Oh, it's all in the family there in the NFC North. And these guys were doing the damage early. In fact, they had the first two touchdowns after extended drives by the Lions. Now, because it is Matthew Stafford and they're all too familiar with what he can do and because of the weapons that he's got with him on offense. I mean, we knew the, the Rams weren't as good on defense, even with an Aaron Donald, the, the, a very young team on defense. And so they got carved up a bit by Jared Goff. But still, even in the loss, it was fun to see Matthew Stafford do what he did for so many years in the Motor City. He's ready. He has it. Against a four-man rush. Well protected. Deep down the left side. Puka behind the defense. Caught the 20. The go inside the 10. Slips into the end zone. Touchdown, LA! 50 on the number for prime time Puka! Motioning from left to right, Puka Nakua. 4-10 to go. Matthew Stafford has it. Back to the logo. Stands in. Hitches. Fires right side. It is caught. 2-2 Atwell. Too fast. Too furious. 2-2 Atwell with a flip and a touchdown. Pair of long TDs in the first half for Matthew Stafford. And Puka Nakua, he's terrific. In traffic, he doesn't care about close quarters. And he'll break out and run like the wind. But also has the fancy footwork on that touchdown. He runs into a couple of lions near the goal line and just does a spin move and splits right through them and backs into the end zone. He's a lot of fun to watch. I love Puka Nakua. Yeah, how can you not? He ends up with, hmm, what did I write down for him? Uh, He ends up with another big game where he's, I'll look it up real quick, where he's over... Uh, over 150 yards. In fact, nine catches for 181 yards with that 50-yarder being the long one. And then Tutu Atwell, who's not even their, in, among their top three receivers most of the time. But a ball gets zinged right past the ear of the defender, and he's there to catch it, and nobody behind. So those were some sweet moments for Matthew Stafford and that Rams offense. But ultimately, what we saw from the Lions and the way they... We're able to incorporate so many different guys into the offense. And the fact that Sam Laporta was healthy, that was huge. Goff's going to work out of the gun. He's got Montgomery to his right on fourth down at about a yard and a half. Shotgun snap. Goff back. Goff looks. Goff pumps. Now throws. End zone. Yes. Caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Sam Laporta. He's back. He's playing. And he's in the end zone. Fireworks, baby. Fireworks. That's Dan Miller on Lions Radio. He actually joined us live in the first hour. He was just driving home from the stadium after his various postgame responsibilities. We'll bring back part of that conversation. Uh, This is history for the Lions. So in the first half, we saw fireworks. We saw sparks flying. But in the second half, there's only three field goals. The defense was really the difference. And honestly, isn't that one of the big differences under Dan Campbell? is the defense. It wasn't for Matt Patricia, even though defense was supposed to be his calling card before he went back to New England where he was the offensive coordinator, which was weird. So the Rams twice have drives that go over six minutes. And twice, they're stopped inside that red zone. Forced to settle for field goals. This is... In my opinion, 
what gives this team depth, right? So we know that both these teams have offense. Who was going to make a defensive stand? And it was impressive to see. And then you had the Lions get the ball back with four minutes remaining after they forced a couple of field goals. They've gotten one of their own, so they're just in front by a point. They get the ball back with four minutes to go. And this is not your granddaddy's Detroit Lions. Jared Goff to Amon Ra St. Brown. for They ended up with a pair of first downs, but that was the last one they needed. And they're able to kneel this one out. Jared will wait to move in behind center until that clock goes all the way down. Play clock at one. Takes the snap. Yes. Takes the knee. One more time. One more time, Jared. Oh, Ford Field, you are beautiful. 65,000 <laughs> strong standing. Best fans in the world. Yes, sir. They have waited for this. They have endured so many gut punches. And here they are tonight. One final time, Jared. One final time. Moves in behind center. Takes the snap. Takes the knee. This game is over. Oh, the Detroit Lions have won it. Celebrate, boys. Celebrate. You're coming right back here next week to take on the winner of the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game. What a night. What a night. It was surreal. You know, it was it was something that you kind of imagined for so long. Um from the moment I got here, you imagine getting that playoff win and, and having type of this type of atmosphere in front of our home crowd and um, being able to sit on the ball like that and, and finish it out. And, uh, yeah, it kind of all hit me there. Wow. Not only do they end their playoff drought, but they do it at home in front of those fans that Dan Miller calls the best in football. And it's Jared Goff with his arms raised in salute. How about his game? 22 of 27, 277 yards in the score. And the major difference between these two, if you look at the stat sheet, which I always do, team stats specifically, the numbers are nearly identical. Same number of drives, same number of plays. The exact same conversion rate for the Rams and Lions on third and fourth down. Nearly the same. I think they're... Maybe there was a, a bit of a yard a yardage disparity, but not much. I mean, the, the numbers were so similar. But the one that jumps out is the, conver- the uh, conversion in the red zone. The Lions go 0 for 3 in the red zone. And that kept Matthew Stafford and the Rams from doing any more damage. That was the difference. That was the difference, and uh, we wanted to be disruptive today. We were going to be aggressive. Uh, you know, it wasn't perfect, but at the end of the day, we knew we had to limit points, keep them out of the out of the end zone. We did that. We put an emphasis on on our red zone, and kind of in the middle of the season when we, you know we kind of real. I mean, maybe a little later in the season when we realized it wasn't really up to par, and um, I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to to describe how you change a red zone defense, but I think <laughs> it was more of a mentality shift. And uh, now we just got to stop the uh, just stop the self-inflicted wounds. Aiden Hutchinson with a couple of sacks and five quarterback hits. Poor Matthew Stafford. Well, this seems all too familiar. He's battered. He's bruised. He's bloody. 
<laughs> Detroit knows that well. He's got a swollen hand and knuckles that are bleeding. And yet he's out there slinging it the best he can. Sean McVay traded for him. They won a Super Bowl together. You cannot fault McVay for making the move. You can't fault the Rams for making the move and pulling the trigger on the trade. And they are probably back in the playoffs maybe a year earlier than a lot of people thought with so many young guys as they rebuild. Uh, Disappointing for Stafford, but I can't imagine he's upset about the Lions finally winning a playoff game. We would have never been in this situation um, without Matthew Stafford's leadership, his guidance, his resilience. Um, he was one of the main catalysts for what was right about this football team, and I know uh, I know he'll be excited about coming back next year as well. It was a good playoff atmosphere. Um, you know, obviously it was a loud crowd. I thought we did a great job communicating the whole day. Um, it was a good playoff atmosphere. They finally got over the playoff hump in Detroit. And they did it without Matthew Stafford. But again, he's got a Super Bowl ring, so I don't have to feel bad for him. Dan Campbell came in, changed the culture. Right? We focused on the kneecaps. <laughs> but this guy is consistent. And they will run through a wall for him. Which I've I got think, controlled fury. Which I think is really impressive. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear the cheers, the mock cheers, when he sent Taylor Skinner in to report? <laughs> oh wait, is that his name, Taylor? I can't remember that's his first name. Anyway, uh, he he was uh, he was doing that not because he intended to use him, or at least they didn't use him. Uh, but it was just funny to cheer from the crowd. And Dan Campbell deserves all of the credit and the love and and just that that fresh anticipation for what's to come. To be able to do something that's greater than yourself, it takes everybody around you doing their job, doing it on a high level, and you got to be able to trust them. It's special. It's different than anything, man. And it's why you do what we do. It's not the money. It's it's uh, you know, it's it's about the competition. It's about the camaraderie and uh, and to be the best of the best collectively. Had to put the ball in the hands of his quarterback. Now, he's really aggressive, right? He goes for it on fourth down more often than not. Remember that end of the Cowboys game where he refused to take no for an answer? I'm good. <laughs> and he puts the ball in the hands of his quarterback. And and we've seen Jared Goff blossom along with Ben Johnson, the two of them together. But he wanted it in the hands of Jared, and he wanted to use his top receiver and let them make sure the ball would not go back to the Rams. Ultimately, man, we did what we had to do to win that game and played it the right way. And in the critical moment, seal the game. We put it in golf's hands. He gets it to Saint, and we're able to kneel on it. Saint. I like it. Is that his nickname? I've not heard that before. Football. Always comes up with the fun names. Well... Really every sport. But I feel like in hockey, all they do is add a Y to the name. That's it. <laughs> if you're Jones, you're Jonesy. If you're Smith, you're Smitty. <laughs> That's it. On Twitter, After Hours CBS or my Twitter, A-Law Radio. Who is your Monday MVP on what is a Martin Luther King Jr. Day? And a lot of people are, of course, out of their regular routines, not in school, not working. That doesn't apply to us. And who would want to miss a Monday like this? Waking up for the first time in 32 years as playoff winners. You Lions fans revel in it with more to come.
I swear to God, I'm not a lunatic. Just embrace it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After Hours Podcast. takes the final knee and the final seconds are going to come off the clock here at Ford Field in Detroit. The Detroit Lions have got their first postseason win in 32 years. January 5th, 1992. They outlast the Los Angeles Rams. They win it 24-23 and the Lions are moving on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. What a moment. Kind of cool to think about. Is Jared Goff and his revenge the Monday MVP? Are you going with Jordan Love? Man, the NFC North is shining on this holiday Monday. And we've got more to come. A doubleheader Later on today, though we're inside now of 11 hours until the Steelers and the Bills kick off on CBS. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. No joke, he wasn't even home from the stadium yet. And the radio play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions, Dan Miller, agreed to spend a couple of minutes with us here on the show. This goes back to the very first segment a few hours ago, and it was awesome to get his perspective. And I asked him, why? Why is it working with Dan Campbell? Why is his system and his culture getting the Lions where they've not been in decades? Well, I would take you, I'll come back to Dan, but let me take you to our owner, Sheila Hamp. Because when she fired the previous regime, she could have just hired a general manager and a head coach and said, okay, we got two good ones here. But she did more than that. She took a deep dive into the organization and found out that it was fractured, that there were a lot of people that didn't feel valued, and a lot of people that had been left behind, and it just wasn't a healthy organization. 
And she knew she needed a culture change, and she brought in Chris Spielman. She had Rod Wood in place. She had Mike Disner in place. And those four decided what they wanted to be. And whoever they hired had to fit into that. And Brad Holmes fit into that. And Dan Campbell fit into that. And they've lived that culture, that, that vision every day. And, look, Dan Campbell is exactly what you hear and what you see. It starts with the fact that he's a good person. And it moves to the fact that he is incredibly consistent. He doesn't change. He doesn't waver. He doesn't have ups and downs. He tells you what he thinks, and you know exactly where you stand. And that's been so important for this organization and these players that, to use a cliche, would literally run through a brick wall for him because Mm. they believe in him, and he knows they believe in him. And it's just he's the perfect guy from the day he walked in the door till tonight to lead this organization as the head coach. I got to say, he's got a great sense of humor, too. Not only the way that he addresses people at the mic, but uh, even the game after the Dallas loss where he's having an O-lineman report in for almost every single snap. <laughs> he's funny. You know what? It, it, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's who he is. And that, that personality has been an important part of the whole mix because it, you know, and, and it's funny because, there was a 90-minute press conference the day he got hired, and everybody picked out 20 seconds of him <laughs> yes. talking about fighting kneecaps. But if anybody took the time to listen to that entire press conference, it was amazing. And it was exactly what people in Detroit needed to hear and exactly what the members of this organization needed to hear. And it's unfortunate that all that kind of got lost in one line that became the headline from it. But, man, his vision matched the organization's vision, and it just – it's. It's part of what has driven this team, this organization, this group of players to this moment tonight. I couldn't get over the fact, though, Dan, that Matthew was part of that playoff utility and the tough years for the Lions for over a decade, and yet he was going to be there in another uniform trying to extend that futility. Man, um, even though he does play for another team, he's a Super Bowl champion, still, though, I can imagine he would like Detroit to succeed as well. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, that that would have been doubly painful to see him come back here and do that. It's just, look, that's just human nature. I mean, that was our guy. But but let me say this. There's another storyline tonight that was really important, and that's our guy that wore number 16, (laughs) who was ushered out of town by Los Angeles because he wasn't the guy. Oh, yes. And came here and took a lot of lumps when this team had nothing his first year. And he did everything he could to try to find a way to win a game, just a game. And then comes back the next year and gets better and comes back this year and wins a division. Jared Goff is a story. It seemed like so many people went straight to Matthew Stafford. And Jared Goff, this was a massive night for him. Just think about what he was feeling when he looked at that other sideline and saw the head coach that said, you're not my guy. And you know what? Credit to, to, to the Rams and their decisions. They won a Super Bowl, but tonight wasn't a Super Bowl. But believe me, this was a big <laughs> night. This is me talking, not Jared Goff. This was a big night for Jared Goff. In my mind, this is some closure for Jared Goff. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl, but tonight I think he can walk out of there feeling real good that, that he sent them out of the playoffs packing. Mm. And that doesn't mean that this is equal to a Super Bowl or anything like that. This is what was in front of him, and he delivered tonight. 
and to see him deliver on that second and nine to ice this game was a beautiful moment. 22 of 27, 277 yards, the touchdown. Obviously, they came out firing, really aggressive, able to spread the ball around, work the ball to multiple different people, including Sam Laporta, who was out there, which was great. Uh, But yeah, as Dan points out, this was some vindication for Jared as well. Why does it work so well with him and Ben Johnson? Man, they just get each other. I mean, look, when, when... Jared came in. Ben wasn't the offensive coordinator. He was in year two. They worked together in between when, when Ben was working with the passing game. And it, there's just something that clicks between these guys. And, look, they're both really talented. Jared's a heck of a quarterback. Ben's a hell of an offensive coordinator who's going to be a heck of a head coach here real soon. So, I, I mean, they just get each other. They both kind of needed something at the same time. Ben was a first-year coordinator. Jared was looking to get this thing moving in the right direction, and they just really found kindred spirits in one another that that were able to move this thing forward. And it was the perfect match for Detroit, and it still is going into next week. So it, it was, I think, the perfect time in both their careers for them to come together, and it's a really cool thing to see. And look, not messing around. This this has been one of the highest scoring offenses in the league for right. the last two years. I heard you talking about it a moment ago. We haven't had a running attack. Matthew Stafford, in his defense, never had a running attack right. in Detroit. I think the best they ever were was 13th. We're second in the league, in, or top five, maybe second, whatever it was. Top ten or whatever in the league in rushing this year. And we're second in rush defense. But, I mean, it's look, it's just it's a different game now. It's a balanced offense. It was never balanced under Matthew, and that wasn't his fault. Much of what happened to Matthew here – was the failure of people around him. Does he deserve some of the blame? Sure, he had the ball in his hands. But you know what? Matthew Stafford never had the type of team around him that Jared does tonight. But credit to Jared. He did what you said. He's patient. He moves the ball around. Whatever's available, he takes it. And he's been, you know, the perfect guy for this offense and leading this team to a division that they hadn't won in 30 years. More with Dan Miller, longtime play-by-play voice of the Lions, including the atmosphere and what he saw, what he heard. Great stuff. It'll be available on our podcast right after the show is done. We always share the link on both our show Twitter, after our CBS, and our Facebook page. While you're looking for it, you can vote for Monday MVP. Jared Goff is what candidate? Jordan Love is another. What a game for Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> replacement it's it's (laughs) get over it it's after hours with amy lawrence You, you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Love back to the gun with a plate pocket one. Has the snap. Back to pass. Double pumps. Throws back to the end zone. And it is caught for the touchdown. It's Dontavian Wicks. Jordan Love backpedaling, throws it up to Wicks, who makes the catch back in the end zone, two feet down, beat Gilmore for the touchdown. A 20-yard strike, and the Packers have taken a 20-0 first-half lead. C.D. Lamb motions to the left side, Prescott in the shotgun, Pollard to his left. And he takes the snap, fakes the handoff, tight pocket, throws it, intercepted, intercepted back the other way. It's going to be a pick six for now Seven. Oh, my goodness. Darnell Savage with his first interception of this season. Wow. The Cowboy fans are in shock. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. What a playoff debut for Jordan Love and really for the majority of the Packers. The youngest team in the NFL going into a place where the Cowboys hadn't lost in their last 16 tries. Who would have expected a 27 to nothing start? by the visiting Green Bay Packers. Not me. It's not that I would have been surprised if the Cowboys had lost because it's the playoffs. Anything can and will happen. But from the very beginning, the Packers served notice by doing what? Oh, they won the coin flip and received the kick. When was the last time you saw that? Almost universally. Playoff teams that win, well, not playoff teams, NFL teams that win the coin flip, they defer because they want to have the ball to start the second half. Not the Packers. They went with the hot hand, which is Jordan Love. Last eight games going into this battle against the Cowboys, 18 touchdowns, one interception. They'd been a buzzsaw on offense. And right away, they used the first eight minutes to score a touchdown. And it's heavy Aaron Jones. And they're establishing the run against that Cowboys offense. His second touchdown comes after a Dak interception. Of course, Jair Alexander, because he's had the craziest month of anyone in the NFL. But it's the physical defense. It's muscling up on Brandon Cooks. And then it's just a really bad throw by Dak Prescott on his second interception that turns into a pick six. Darnell Savage. The clear path for 64 yards, and you hear it there with Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. We've seen Jordan elevate the level of some of his receivers, right? Some of these young guys, Dontavian Wicks being a great example. As Jay just said to me, he came out of nowhere. 
Well, Christian Watson's been hurt a good portion of the season. Aaron Jones was hurt early. But Romeo Dobbs, another career day for him, 151 yards. Wicks caught another touchdown. It's funny because I was watching about, I don't know, seven, eight minutes behind. And my mom's husband is always very careful because he knows a lot of times I start later. I'm taking notes from an earlier game or I just don't like to watch commercials. So, sorry. So, I'll start it a little bit later. It happened to be walking the dogs right when kickoff happened. So, I was a few minutes behind. And I think I said to him, oh, I just saw the the first interception. I just saw the Dontavian Wicks. Something like that. And he says, just wait. <laughs> My Actually, gosh. Right we texted and you said, I'm a little behind. This game's nuts. I was like, oh, you don't even know yet. Yeah. <laughs> the pick six, this was me. <gasps> like in my living room, audibly scared the dogs and probably Bob too. Like hand over my mouth. You've got to be kidding me. But it was 27 nothing. And even though the Cowboys managed to touchdown before half, it, this game was really never in doubt. Why? Well, because Matt LaFleur and the Packers made sure they didn't let their foot off the gas. We came in at halftime, and I asked the guys, I said, hey, what's the score? And they all said 0-0. And I know it's one thing to say it, and it's another thing to go out and do it. But uh, fortunately, you know, we, we built a lead that was too big to overcome. I think there's a little bit of freedom with that in terms of how you go out and play. And, you know, these guys, uh, they went for it, and that's – that's exciting to see. Um, you know, every phase, I thought you could see it. Can't say enough how proud I am of everybody in the locker room. Um, you know, it's been a long season. Uh, we've been counted out a lot of the season. So um, just the way everybody keeps keeps battling, keeps competing, uh, getting better, and obviously putting on great performances like uh, tonight. So um, it's a great feeling. Jordan Love, 16 for 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns, a near-perfect passer rating. And do you remember when Brian Guttenkutz came out, I don't know, midseason maybe, and said, he actually did a press conference. We're going to give him the time. We believe in Jordan Love. He just needs a little more time. Well, I'll be damned if that wasn't exactly the truth. And not just that, but he's played MVP like football in the second half of the season. And in doing so, he leads the Packers over the Cowboys and the guy that I actually thought should be worthy of the MVP in Dak Prescott. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. This one was painful. According to Jerry Jones, might have been the most painful loss in the playoffs that he's experienced. And he's now into his early 80s. Right away, the question, what about Mike McCarthy's future? The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? And we can't. And that could have happened by a point or it could have happened the way it happened out there. And that's all I'm thinking about and that's all I've thought about. I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're we're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the, in the locker rooms that's, that's hurting. And uh, that's, you know, I, I haven't thought past, you know, the outcome of this game. I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. 
Dak was asked why, or not why, but what did the Cowboys have to do to to stop falling short in the postseason? And under Mike McCarthy, they've got three consecutive 12-win seasons, two NFC East titles, but just one playoff win. And that came last year before they ended up losing to San Francisco. Dak said, I, I don't know. I'm If I knew, we would fix it. Certainly, what we saw from Dak this year, as he points out, is a huge credit to Mike McCarthy. And even though C.D. Lamb finished with some impressive numbers, if you weren't watching the game, he dropped a couple of critical passes. Dak appeared to be forcing the ball or trying to force the ball to C.D., and it wasn't until much later in the game where there was any success. The The interception that he threw was one that he was trying to get to C.D. I, I guess I should say the second interception that he threw, the pick six. He nearly got picked off again in the end zone. And so why? Why was he out of rhythm most of the game? Maybe my mind was moving, which I think in that sense a little faster than, than my body was, right? Uh, just being prepared. Um and yeah, getting from one to another, maybe maybe a second too fast or half a second too fast. And uh, with that, right, the ball jumps a little bit more. C.D. Lamb was also asked about them not being on the same page. Remember, this is one of the most prolific connections in the NFL in 2023. A couple of miscues. Um, everyday things. That we, I mean, that's completions that we normally, you know, have. Uh, Obviously, on my part, I could have been better. And um, I'm sure he could say the same as for his. But uh, not really pointing fingers. I feel like I could have did a better job of making the completions. So who's to blame? That's the question. And that's one that... Yeah, I actually have a bit of a pit in my stomach for Mike McCarthy. I don't... I like him a lot. I think he's a great coach, and I think it would be a mistake to fire him. That's just me, just my opinion. I don't run the team. I don't pay his checks. But I look at what they've done, and those kind of coaches, this kind of success, I know it didn't translate in the postseason, but it doesn't come along every day. And the way that he and Dak were able to work together this season, it was Dak's best season as a pro. And McCarthy was calling plays and giving Dak the authority, giving him some freedom, allowing him to take ownership of the offense. And the other thing that I think is important, even if it is Bill Belichick, (laughs) is this idea of starting over and... I don't know if that's healthy. I understand it's disappointing. And I I guess I wouldn't be surprised if he got fired. But think about the number of other teams and coaches out there that would say, what, three straight 12-win seasons? It's never happened in Cowboys history. Isn't some of this on Dan Quinn? If you're going to blame Mike McCarthy, shouldn't you blame Dan Quinn for the defense getting shellacked? Or, as I said earlier, getting shivved? What did you say, Jay? Getting shanked? Not shanked. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're using prison terms. I feel like I must be offending someone. Anyway, the, Dan Quinn's supposed to be this really hot coaching candidate. How is this not on Dan as well? That defense got embarrassed. 
not just by Tony Pollard, but by a bunch of young receivers and Romeo Dobbs. Point blank period. Who seemingly caught every ball that was thrown to him. The defense couldn't get to Jordan Love. They tried. They came close, especially on that Wicks touchdown pass. They came. Oh, no, it was the. Which touchdown? Was it the, it was the Musgrave, which one the was Musgrave it? Musgrave on, he was wide, yeah, no more than yeah, yeah. 30 yards of him. Right, so that was the one that was the broken play, and he was back on his back foot, and Micah Parsons nearly right. got to him, but didn't get to him in time. Yeah, so, I mean, the defense deserves some of the blame as well. If you're going to fire Mike McCarthy, you're going to fire Dan Quinn? Probably going to lose Dan Quinn if that's the case. I'm just saying, there's a lot of dominoes that could drop, and the transition is not necessarily an easy one from what you've had to what could be. We'll see. We'll be back here on Monday night following two more games. Talk to you then. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.